the only talk radio afternoon drive show that makes sense. Beyond the headline with Aldrin Simpia, right here on SAFM. Let's go to Marcus joining us from East London. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Aldrin. Hello to you and your viewers, uh, your your listeners. Sorry, sure, sure. Welcome. You're going to have viewers now. <laughs> Listen, Aldrin. This issue of the SABC's deal with SuperSport. Mm. One needs one needs to go back to 1994, where the deal between SA Rugby at that time under Louis Late was already concluded. Uh, the 1995 Rugby World Cup was actually the last rugby to be screened on SABC. And SA Rugby took the decision not to let the country know that all rugby, Curry Cup, Craven Week, everything would be going to Super Sport. And this was actually revealed in an interview between Hugh Bladen and SA Rugby Magazine in March 2012 in, a, in an article called Blades of Glory. Now, if you go back and you watch the the footage of 95, mm-hmm. you'll actually hear that the voice of rugby, Hugh Bladen, was not featured. He didn't, he actually didn't, uh, he didn't commentate on the 95 Rugby World Cup. What, what, do you know why that was? Because he took the deal with Supersport. He was actually told by Russell McMullen, who was at the time head of Supersport. Yeah. If you, if you do not sign with us, with Supersport, you will never you will never commentate on a rugby match again because all rugby is going to super sport. What do you now think Mark, the, should happen now going forward? What do I think should, going forward? Yeah. Um, look, uh, this is a money thing because you must remember this deal was taken uh, and it was an international deal. It was a uh, how shall I put this? It was a it was a super sport was already in 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 talks with. Uh, Australia and New Zealand, because they knew that the what was then the Tri Nations would be coming up, and the the amount of money they were talking about was something like 550 million US dollars, mm. and South Africa received the bulk of that. They actually appealed to the I think it was called Sangza at the time. I can't remember that they should get the bulk of the money because of the de- development work that they needed to do in the country, uh, and I'm talking about. The, they announced this deal the day after the award ceremony in 1995. Going forward, um, I, I think that it should be legislated that international matches should be made available to all South Africans. Okay, that is Mark there from East London. What do you yeah. think about that, that it should be legislated? But as he points out that this is also at the end of the day, it's about money. It is a business that's being uh, operated here. 0680862032 and uh, your voice notes on 0614104107 and you can drop me an X at Aldrin Simpia. This is Aldrin Simpia on Beyond the Headline. Let's quickly speak to Michael Bowman, who is uh, the national chairperson of Action SA, to outline some of the policy proposals. So next week, the party will hold its first policy conference, and about 614 delegates are expected to attend this all-important gathering. And Michael, as you pointed out, that Action SA is not the party that it was um, three years ago, 225,000 members. Um, But what is it that will make the party grow even bigger heading into the future? Are these policies a response? to that. Good afternoon. 
Yeah, good afternoon, Eldrin. And without any question, I think what's going to make this party grow bigger is if we are going to run an election campaign that focuses on the South African people, the challenges they face, and the solutions that are required to address those challenges. And we break away from the trend in South African politics where politicians talk about one another and rather than the needs of the South African people. This is why this policy conference is so important to us because we need a platform of practical, workable solutions grounded in the views of people who know these industries so we can present those solutions to the South African people in our campaign. So you are proposing a repeal of the Triple BEE Act, um, but say that you are, of course, um, in support of transformation and transformation laws. However, Triple BEE is not it. You make a proposal of a particular fund. How will that fund work differently to what we already have and what is already available? Well, certainly the Opportunity Fund, as we moot it, is only one in a series of policies that we propose to replace the BE Act of 2003. As you say, we are pro the empowerment of black people. We believe the Act itself is the point of failure. And certainly what that Opportunity Fund will produce is an unprecedented level of funding derived from a funding model where a certain percentage of turnover in South African companies is derived. And it will fund at grassroots level opportunities in South Africa aimed at skills development, aimed at financing small businesses, and aimed at creating the opportunities at the level where BE has not. BE has created opportunities at the level of millionaires and re-enriched them over and over again. And what we move to something that takes place at a grassroots level in South Africa. Okay, thank you so much for your time. Hope to speak to you again, uh, Michael, uh, post the policy conference and look at some of the resolutions uh, that you've come up with. Unfortunately, we've run out of time. It's four o'clock. It's time for the news.